Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. It's Paul here. Welcome once again to the Billowing Hilltop Podcast, your once fortnightly critical fumble. You've pressed the wrong button on your phone, and here you are. Sorry about that. For the other four of you, though, we hope you're enjoying the story, the characters, and occasionally Mike's jokes. As always, it really helps us if you rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever. So, on with the story. What now for our intrepid explorers as they emerge blinking into the light? Let's find out. Please enjoy episode 26. Let's send the knights together. Winter is at last releasing her grip upon the land. In the Cairn Hills, the snows are melting. Ice water swells the rushing streams. In the high forests, dire bears emerge from slumber. Ospreys have ended their exile and soar above Diamond Lake once more. To the south, in the dismal mist marsh, great reptiles slither into life and the sedge warblers flock to their spring breeding grounds. But other things stir, wicked things. The hills bear the mark of Chios. There are rumours of undead, packs of ghouls and zombies infested with strange green worms roaming the wilderness. Bands of brigands pushing west from the Newell Mountains, bugbears, ogres, hobgoblins, are preying upon travellers and lonely settlements. In the mist marsh, the lizard folk are on the move, threatening even Star's frontier fortresses. What has stirred them to such anger? It is a wilderness of intrigues. Even Star's reach is great, but there are other forces in play, other schemes, other plots. Many things are not as they appear. What is locked away within Blackwall Keep? What other secrets wait to be discovered by our heroes, and in turn, what secrets are being hidden by our heroes? At the Twilight Monastery, in the last dark before dawn, Izin Fen is lost within the sensor of symmetry, troubled by what she sees in the stars. In Evenstar, the Zenith Matriarch stares into the fire as the long case clock cuts slices of time. Her face reveals nothing, but she grips the green throne of House Outsplinter a little tighter. What troubles them? Their gaze may be away in the stars, or in the dance of the grey flames, but both hold the same vision in their mind's eye, the bright coin of fate spinning in the air. Which way will misfortune, the Lady Luck, have it land? Will it be ladders, or will it be snakes? The wheel of days turns for the time being. The land awakes. The receding snows reveal things long hidden, things long forgotten. And all the while, in the background, is there another presence? Something looms. Something huge. Something winged. Something evil.
making that noise? <laughs> I think that's me. I'm just enjoying watching the Wiggly oh, Line. Graham. Graham. Don't watch the Wiggly Line. Go back to somewhere else. It's hypnotic. <laughs> okay. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. I'm here with Lucas. Hello. I, who is, runs Parker the half or Monk Druid. Um which is not a popular choice, I should say, with our <laughs> listenership. Um, <laughs> our non-Swedish listener has um, reader has complained about your your character choices, yes. Lucas. Oh, we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, oh, I Graham, get my notes out. I wrote notes. <laughs> You've written okay. Um, okay, uh, Graham, who runs sessions, Epa, the halfling trickster cleric of the Lady Luck, uh, Misfortune. Good evening, uh, Dan, who runs Burple the Bard, the Asimar. Bard, who lives in a bin. Yep. And Paul, who runs Cuthbert Ouch Splinter. Hello. The young swashbuckler. Hello. Uh, innocent, wide-eyed, uh, naive, naive. A member of one of Even Star's most notorious crime families. Uh, I think there's a car crash waiting to happen there. Oh, and he's got the funny eyes, and he's got the demon thingy. And anyway, I'm not scaly. And we have Johnny, who's running nobody because his character got killed oh, yeah, hello. Uh, in the last episode. And we have starting book three of The Age of Worms, uh, Encounter at Blackwall Keep, which is written by Sean K. Reynolds. I thought those last section was just going to go on for, forever. What episode is this? Uh, 20... Something? Six, 29, 28, 27. 26, 26. Can't oh. be. I mean, it's something like that. I mean, that... that I enjoyed I enjoyed the last uh, book, but it, it it seemed to go on forever. You put the roper on the edge of a cliff. Not quite I sure. I don't just mean that last combat, no. which did go on forever. I mean the whole yeah. thing went on forever. Like the whole mine, you know. Anyway, I, I mean, enjoyed it very it. much. But it, anyway, we changed the tone. Yes, I enjoyed it. We're on to something different. Um, where uh, were we? Right. Let's just pick up where we are, just to be clear. So at the end of last uh, session, you fled from the, uh, the the caves of Granite Kerr, the caves of the Grey Woodsman, um, through a sort of dark, tight, kind of uh, foresty underpass. Oh, foresty underpassage. That doesn't sound very nice, does it? Foresty underpass. You can get a cream for that. My dad has a mate who went on... Uh, he's a doctor who went to a conference in Japan, and they had one of those smart uh, lavatories mm. with all of the buttons... Yes. Yeah. And uh, you push them, and it's like it does a wash, and then it does a thing. And he got he got the sequence he got the sequence wrong, and he pressed the button for soap, which it sprayed all over him, and then he got the button for talc. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! He ended up he ended up Messy. with this awful paste, clumpy, uh, sort of power injected into his um, the carriers. Yeah. yeah. Nasty. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, you, 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 you fled from the the the, the caverns of the Grey Woodsman, and you emerged in the boneyard, looking down over Diamond Lake. Is this the first time we're seeing a map of Diamond Lake? I draw my player's attention to the map. Um, I'm just going to be oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the Dowerstone Mine is about sort of 400-500 feet to your uh, west. So actually, in escaping, you've moved further away from the centre of town. And that took you about 
15, 20 minutes to make that journey from uh, the end of the combat with the Roper and Granite Kerr to emerging, mostly because it's a it's kind of difficult ground. The whole thing is difficult ground, and you, there was a lot of climbing and kind of finding your way in the dark. You emerge out on a... Uh, the weather has changed. It's today, by the way, um, I'm sure you're all interested, is um, Asthma Day, the 13th of Fumbulary. Um, and the Wheel of Days turns for the it's time being. It's been Fumbulary for ages. Um, it's drizzling. Uh, there's low cloud uh, coming from the west. Basically, the weather has flipped. The weather was coming from off from the Newell Mountains, from the northeast, uh, ice, snow. Now the weather is coming from the, the west, the southwest, coming from the lands that wait, the, 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 the mysterious evil lands that lie over the barrier cliffs. Um, and the weather that comes from there is referred to as kind of ill omen weather because uh, it, 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 bring, it brings the weather from those, from those lands. Uh, but it's a lot warmer. Um, and How big is the Simon Lake? Uh, overall, it's mm. about 2,000, 3,000 feet across. They've been less than, comfortably less than a mile. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny little place. Um, the snow has melted, so everything is just bogged down and slushy. I mean, there's the occasional it's quite patch a big of... lake. It's a big lake. Uh, yeah, so the snow has melted. Uh, there are little patches sort of in the hollows of graves and in hollows of the ground. But otherwise, it's a very different kind of atmosphere, literally a different atmosphere as you emerge. Uh, the sort of sense, suggestion of sort of low growls of thunder over the western horizon. And you're looking down at town from your vantage point in the boneyard. Uh, you can see the next hill over as you look to sort of towards town is the town is the hill uh, atop which sits the, uh, the slightly kind of dreary manor of Lainod Neff, who is Hesty Testapod's brother, but okay. also the governor of Diamond Lake. And you can see that there's a hole in the wall, uh, the picket wall around that manor that sort of you could draw a line between the entrance of the Dower Stone Mine, where you can see sort of miners and people running around looking a little bit kind of agitated. Uh, you can draw a line from the Dower Stone Mine to Leonard Neff's Manor, and you can see a hole in the wall that's been kind of burst open. And you think you can see, I mean, you're a few hundred feet away, but you think you can see a figure leaning out of the top window of uh, Neff Manor, sort of shouting at people below in a state of agitation. And then in town itself, as you emerged, you heard a couple of kind of explosions uh and you can see some buildings are on fire it looks like something is going on in town uh it's a like i said it's about 15 to 20 minutes since the sort of shuddering catastrophic event that seems to have been triggered after you killed granat kerr so well, i'm not quite understanding the whole thing that you're talking about when you say there's a hole in the wall yeah okay, where so, can you can um, you ping it on the map yeah so you there all right so in that part of the wall which is opposite where the mine is closest parts yeah, of the mine in, basically there's yeah, there's a hole there's a hole in that wall does it look yeah. like something's fired you know, no it looks like something has burst through it it looks like from the outside or the inside oh well that's difficult i mean you are a few hundred feet away the grace of Urt descends upon you and you gain your new status and we can i think Whoa. we should go through that now but if you want to spend time for example dividing up loot treasure so forth then you will do so as whatever events take place in Diamond Lake run on in the background. That's really okay. That's really what I'm asking. Okay, okay so why don't we talk about levelling up? Uh, who, do you, who wants to start? Well, when we level up, mm-hmm. do we get like all our points back and everything, or do we just get the well, extra I thought ones? The, I thought it was just the extra ones. I think. Right, so we get the extra. Yeah, you ones. just get the extra stuff. Uh, yeah, it's not you don't, normally you don't how it heal works. Up. But okay. Yeah. 
No, that's fine. No, you don't heal up. Yeah, I understand. You don't that. heal up unless you heal up. So Just whatever state you're in at the moment, which I think is quite... You're in a fairly fragile state, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 I think, <laughs> Do you have a heal? I think um, we, we all agreed that we were going to go and visit... Mr. Hesse yeah, we've got some more spells though. So all of a sudden, yeah. I've got two third-level spells. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. true. Good one. Well, let's go round. Who, who wants to start? We, why don't we start with Lucas? Because Lucas has prepared a detailed, <laughs> written rebuttal, typed out in three sheets yeah. of legal paper, yeah. to Luke, uh, our non-Swedish reader, or one of our non—well, yeah, one of the two non-Swedish readers who has complained about your character choices. Uh, Lucas, should we? Well, I would call it complaining. I mean, I did get the impression that they're well, a sort a... of companion group, and um, they were—they're interested in, you know, discussing rules in the same way as we are, really. So, I mean, I thought it was a a, a very good suggestion and discussion point. I feel I need to criticise you for multiclassing to Druid. I don't think I could get it clearer than that. Okay. I mean, he did go on to say that he was like totally into monks, and we agreed that we both found the well, monks class. Yeah, what well, cool. he does in the weekend is his own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay, but just for the benefit of somebody who hasn't read that tweet, his idea was nobody's read the tweet, Lucas. right? So he basically said because the quarterstaff is a versatile weapon, you can use it two-handed. If you use it two-handed, then it does one d eight instead of one d six. Mm. And the unarmed strike doesn't need to be a fist. It can also be a kick or a headbutt or whatever. So his argument was there's no need for the shillelagh, and therefore there's no need for a level of druid. You might as well oh, just concentrate yes. on being monk. That's nicely some. That's, that's nicely some. Right. So, yes. but then Mike. I mean, it was. Let's face it. It was the. It was a long. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long and detailed yeah. thread. Yes. From this. So person. my counter argument yeah. is that what taking a level in druid does is that it wasn't only just the but it also gave you the produce flame as a cantrip which is a very useful range weapon and if you remember yeah, in that last encounter the produce flame was oh, very useful against twiglets yeah i also got a heal which for the monk given that he's actually an active fighter but has less hit points was also mm -hmm. quite useful and um, long strider, which basically increases your speed, which was also useful in a couple of encounters we've had. And also the shillelagh is a magic weapon, which you don't get as a monk until you're sixth level. So you have to sort so of balance the... that against... So frankly, Luke can fuck off. Is that basically what you're saying? <laughs> no, well, hold on. Hold on. I'm not finished yeah, That's yet. fine. I, that's that's fine. Only, I mean, I'm I only can... two-thirds you know, of the way through my notes. Uh, oh, the atmosphere God, really? on Twitter. Uh, the atmosphere on Twitter is <laughs> can increasingly... Stop interrupting. Let them get to the end. I, yeah, you see, oh, it's the thing is here. You, I, I understand, Mike. You're trying to engender a, you know, a story. Objection. You're trying to get a story here. No, it's been I, journey, I think Mike has nothing prepared, so he's just trying to get us to argue yeah, for a while. Precisely. I've got yeah. absolutely uh, <laughs> loads of unprepared notes. Yeah. So anyway, so the, the opposite of the mm. not going for the monk does, of course, mean that in this situation, I would now be a fifth level monk instead of a fourth level monk. And that last encounter, that would have meant at fourth level, I would have had the slow fall which of yeah. course would have been interesting because it meant, would have meant yeah. I could have dropped down from the Roper. Um, but we oh, sort of got through yeah. that. You also get um, additional ability score. So I could have basically taken Constitution a level earlier, got some more hit points, and I have to wait until next level to get the extra attack. 
So it's a bit sort of, I mean, I see it as swings and roundabouts. Ultimately, the discussion that we did have came to the conclusion, I mean, I still think, um, I think that the 5e monk is very good. I like with the key points and everything. I think it's quite a balanced class and you get quite a lot. And in fact, the next two or three levels of monk, there's some really, really good stuff that sort of kicks in, you know, with like the magic weapon and you get an extra attack. So you suddenly start getting into a monk, you know, you can get four or five attacks in in a round with flurry of blows and things. So for leveling up, what have you decided? So anyway, so for leveling up, um, definitely going for another level of monk. There is no benefit to more levels of druid unless you were the only way... Wild shape. Yeah, but wild shape at the fir- at the second level druid, it's still crap. I mean, you can turn into like a wolf or something and it doesn't, you know... Into a bee. Yeah, it's not, you know, if you could wild shape, I think like a fourth or fifth level druid where you can start wild shaping to seriously good creatures, that would be worth it. But then you've, you know, that's three levels of druid you've got to take before you get there. So yeah. just the payback isn't really worth it and especially the um with the with the monk um what you get afterwards um is all these uh, disciples choices and there you know there's some very good stuff coming in there we had in the last encounter where you know you're able to manipulate the air in front of you and that kind of thing all those kind of sort of key point uses those are quite good oh the the the, the fisting power yes. i mean the stunning fist power <laughs> Elemental disciplines. Anyway, let's move on. Anyway, to, so, to add a final word, I mean, oh, thank yeah. you to, uh, I mean, to oh, Luke uh, yeah. for, uh, you know, getting engaged with us. I think that's quite good. And uh, it was a good discussion. Mm. That's the yeah. kind of thing we want, isn't it? I that's think you'll regret doing. it forever. Yeah, but we'll move on to, uh, let's move on to Graham. Graham, what's happening with Sessions? Well, Sessions also decided not to take uh, levels in Druid or, or Monk. Really? Thank God. Are you sure? <laughs> I think and I think instead, Lucas would love to. No. <laughs> and instead decided to specialise as a cleric. Um, right. So what'd you get? I get more spells. So I got some Lovely. interesting new um, third level spells to take. Um, and what are they? Hmm. Now you're going to test my memory. So uh, I took. Uh, now you see it. Uh, now you don't. Uh, which is Blink. Uh, yeah. I took uh, Never Tell Me the Odds, which is Spirit Guardians. Tumbling Dice, which is my new cantrip. The, which uh, the is raining. What? what does that do? Well, it's kind of like Toll the Dead, but it's a variant. Toll the Dead, which basically does damage. Yeah, it does damage. Toll the Dying. Toll the Dying. Dying. Oh, yeah, no, it's toll, It's actually Toll the Dead. I keep saying Toll uh, the Dying, but it's now called... Uh, yeah, it's Toll, toll the Dead. I keep. I keep forgetting as well it's the same thing anyhow yeah. this new vein, you get some more hit points yeah uh, some more hit points right. um i think i can destroy small undead and that's about it really lovely uh, what nice. about purple well purple's really interesting so um yeah. i took a level in bard um <laughs> did you not consider just briefly dan taking a level uh, the advantage of taking a level in monk? well i did i thought well i was thinking druid actually but uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe we should. Well, let's. Yeah, which is so which is the best? Which is the better of those? Yeah. Two well, classes? look. If I took a level in druid, right? So I would get shillelagh, and then I would basically get uh, um, some kind of fire spell. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of. But the thing with the shillelagh, though, Dan, is that you get the D8 just by using because it's um, a versatile weapon. Yes. You can use it two-handed. You get the D8 anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, ag- so, maybe so against that, uh, as a yeah. fifth-level. Um, Bard, I get uh, two third-level spells, 
Nice. Um, so Bond has been a bit crap, actually, and uh, I think that's largely because of the spells that I chose. So uh, I think what I'll do is... Uh, uh, it's Kill Paul. It's Kill Paul. Yeah, so that wasn't I've, me! So a Celestial celestial Legacy, I yes, get a Daylight spell. It wasn't, spell. it was Johnny. And, and then on top of that, I get Lemon's Tiny Heart. Lemon, lemon, lemon what? Lemon's Tiny Heart. Or the, oh, Lemon's Tiny the Heart. The Lemon's okay. tiny, tiny Heart, which is an immobile dome of force. So that's, so that's probably going to be quite useful. Daylight, yeah. I don't know. I get that as a celestial, so that might be quite useful. Asimar or celestial? I can never remember. Well, it's, it's uh, an Asimar has a celestial. Yeah, you're an Asimar, which means you've got a celestial heritage. Whatever yeah. it is, heritage. Yeah. yeah, cool. And then I think I swapped out a spell. Uh, I think, or maybe I didn't actually. Maybe I left them as they were. Yeah, I did. Oh, I've got a whole person. I swapped in whole person. Very nice. And you get some hit points, and that's basically get some it. hit points. I also get. Uh, to no bardy ref- stuff. Well, I get yeah, I get to uh, my bardic inspiration becomes a D8, but I mostly use it to do damage on. You know, I can use up an instance of it, so I'm not going to use, really? get an advantage from that. I have, but I it can't refreshes. Remember. I can't remember what it does. What is it bardic, bardic inspiration? Remind us. I honestly, honestly, can't. Well, remember. I never use the one where I'm not allowed to tell you whether or not you succeed. It gives you pluses <laughs> on saves and ability checks, etc., etc. <laughs> that one. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, but I never use it. I, what no. I do is that instead I can use one of my bardic inspiration to add two d six force damage. I think to my ah, to my attacks. Yes, so yes. I use it like that yes. instead. So three times yeah. I can do that. But I now get it now refreshes on after a short rest instead of just a long rest. So it refreshes after. Oh, but that's quite, so that's quite interesting. You said it was shit. Well, I said it was quite interesting, but that's only useful if mm, other people it's, it's are ready to go. You. It's different. Isn't it? If other people are ready to go after a short rest, you know. So a lot of the time, yeah, it's just that, like, well, that's... Paul. Paul is like, well, no, I've got no spells left, and I need a long rest. It's like, oh. Paul. Paul's running a fighter thief. Mm. Yeah, wrong game. Fighter thinking, rogue. thinking wrong game. Wrong game. Yeah. yeah. Think wrong, wrong game, game, mate. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Wrong game, mate. Classic mistake. Wrong game. Yeah. <laughs> I've broken the fourth That's wall. Right. You think? I mean, it's not. It's. I mean, it's bad for you, but it's even worse for Johnny, who thought he was DMing this evening. <laughs> and had to get uh, let's talk about uh, the heterochromatic, demon-blooded, scaly disaster that is Cuthbert Ouch Splinter. Cuthbert took a third level of rogue, so he's third rogue, second fighter. He's got a special ability, class special ability now as an assassin. Uh, I've, this is this is where I've got myself into trouble, isn't it? Yeah. It's only yeah. if he gets to the. It's only at the start of a combat, and so I'm not sure yeah. it's <clears throat> that killer. But advantage on attack rolls maybe. against creatures that haven't taken a turn, and any hit is a critical hit. Plus, I get sneak attacks gone up to two d six. So if you act before. Anybody you act before in a combat, yep. yeah. you attack at advantage, yep. you automatically critical, and on top of the critical damage, irrespective of any jiggery-pokery with critical cards, you also add an extra 2d6. Yeah. Hold on, if you automatically critical... Only on, no, it's too late, Lucas, it's too late. You can't take a level of... Uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> That's taking a level of, no, level I of Druid. I just want to know why, if you automatically critical... <laughs> a level of Druid, Paul. Yeah. What does it... Ma- difference does it make you're attacking at advantage? No, no, because of the damage. Because it's a, it, any hit is a, considered ah, a critical. Okay. Not any so attack, you still have any to hit. hit. Right. You still have to hit. Yeah, you still have to hit. Yeah, It's not that good. Imagine. Jesus. Yeah. Well, precisely. Yeah. I'm just going to shut my eyes and swing wildly like I normally do. And oh, look, it's critical. Again, what you do at the weekend is none of our business. <laughs> swing wildly with my eyes shut. Oh. Yeah, Pampas, 
Pampas Grass. It is, sorry. Right. Critical. Let's move on. Sorry, on a critical, um, all dice are yeah. doubled, right? And now you've got 2d6 sneak attacks. So you basically get... No, I th no. think you only... Do you sneak double... Sneak attack do you, damage doesn't Graham double. will know. Do you double... I'm pretty sure about that. But precision damage. Nope, I don't think you do. You just double the cool. dice damage. So, well, I don't know that 5th level has not turned out to be quite... An I mean, 5th level was always, for me, old school D&D. It's the level where the wizard gets fireball. <laughs> where the wizard gets fireball, yeah. And everything kind of slightly kicks off. And I don't know that we're not miles off that. It sounds quite... Well, Cuthbert sounds... Cuthbert's loving this. Uh, it's a step change of lethality. Yeah. Uh, Burple sounds like he's got loads and loads of new stuff. And that extra damage thing and the short rest thing is a big deal. I'm still not... 100% certain what Lucas has done, but I can't, I don't, don't, don't dare go back don't. into it. And then, um, <laughs> and then Sessions has got uh, some scary sounding spells. That's good. Now, what would you like to do in this fictional uh, world that we are pretending to? Well, I think we will uh, divide up the magic. Well, <laughs> yes. Are you literally going to see a battle going on in the heart of. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to take long. Ho your hometown. And like, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's talk about this while we walk, right? So if we can, if we, if we can start walking somewhere, moving somewhere, it's going to take us time, and we can then have time to talk to have some conversation. You think about that it's? Magic. Uh, uh, I had a quick check on this in advance so that we didn't have too many arguments. Sprinting, like properly flat out sprinting, is not something you can do for very long. In fact, not something you can do for materially long in this in this instance there are rules on chases in the dm's guide and basically you can take the dash action only x number of times mm. before you have to make a constitution saving throw or pick up a level of exhaustion right i think that if you kind of hustle into town it's going to take you about five or six minutes to get to the center of town what i'm talking about there is with all your gear all of your stuff going at a sort of about five six miles an hour which is a sort of kind of middle-aged jogging pace Wh yep. where is hesty's house hesty's house is off out to the right uh, as you're looking at town hesty's house is slightly out to the north of town up the slope away from the center but tolerably central um if you walk it's going to take you oh, 10 to 15 minutes to get into the center of town and what about that and so what are the alternatives are there any horses anywhere that's what's 35 15 minutes is fine i mean yeah i mean there's a yeah i think that we're oddly but i think we should go to hesty's house first well there's something going on we need to find out yes, where the episode is i think we is. need to find out what hesty's view is on it i mean presumably yeah he may have a a view and also telling hesty what everything we learned in the mine may be useful for Hesty advising us and, as to what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. I suspect town. I suspect the stuff going in the town. The stuff going on in the town. And that's well, what you this can is. see a wall has been knocked is. down in between the Dowstone mine and town. You can't see the other side of that compound. What you can see is buildings on fire in the centre of town and you can hear explosions. Yeah. So you're you're that's I mean pretty much we don't want to right, run just right into the thick of that without having a rough idea about what's going on because otherwise we'll, <laughs> well you haven't got many hit points for starters so yeah. we're going to have to move into town break in we, a sec yeah. for Paul mm -hmm. yeah. you do roll your sneaker that damage twice mm. shit does he pardon my mistake uh, just posted it in so the I, um, <clears throat> so let's say I hit with a short sword which is 1d6 plus 4 mm. I would roll 1d6 twice Add the plus four and two d six twice. 
Yes. Yes. So you'd add you'd roll sixty six oh, plus yeah. four damage. If the attack yes. involves other damage dice, such as from the rogue sneak attack feature, you roll these dice twice as well. You roll sixty six. So you mm. attack at advantage, and if you hit, you roll sixty six on the, the short sword. Is. And is the same true of a ranged weapon? I have a horrible feeling yes. that it is. You're never going to be gambling again. And the rapier will no. You'll never, you'll never gamble again. Never Actually, gamble that's a really again. nicely. As it turns out, accidentally we stumbled across a really nicely balanced rule there. Because as you get higher level and you get cooler stuff that you do on a critical, you've got less incentive to gamble. Yeah. And the rapier will be sixty-eight. No, it would be two d eight and forty-six. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Two d eight, forty-six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even so, that's not. That's not. You know, that's that's not insignificant. Um, Lovely. Yeah. So you've got a decision to make. You're, you're, you're standing in the boneyard. You're looking down at the town. Clearly, there's some kind of... Something Something has broken the wall down in between the downstone mine and town. Maybe there's left... Maybe you're looking at the evidence of something hurtling into town. And you can see a battle or hear the evidence of a battle taking place in town. What would you like to do? We need to head towards that battle. Yeah. But on the way, we should stop at Hestis. Hestis isn't on the way. I think on the way, we should just agree how to divvy up the stuff you, we've got. Yeah, we've exactly. got five minutes <laughs> yes. as we walk along. Got fifteen minutes. Fifteen. About fifteen minutes. If, if you take about fifteen minutes, if you walk. Yeah. So I've drawn the line. I think we should go down the hill yeah. onto the this path that goes to the north of the um, to the Why north of the and then go down him. there to Hestis, and then we can go from Hestis. We can go then into town. Is that what you want to do? That would be my suggestion. I've Rather always. Are you running thought. or walking? If it's not a bad yep. idea, actually. It's not a bad idea. Let's let's um, do that. Let's not just a pretty run face. To let's run to Hesty. Yeah. Well, let's run to Hesty. Run to Hesty. <laughs> let's run to Hesty. Let's all and run to Hesty. Run to Hesty in his marvelous test. It's ages since anybody's run to Hestley. I mean Hesty. Hestley. I mean, anyway. <laughs> Hestley Pestley Todd. Hesty Pestley. <laughs> right. That's what we're doing, Mike. Testapods. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what's Johnny got? And what else have we got? Paul, you were keeping a record. Yeah. And what did you pick up, Dan? I didn't pick up anything. Oh, no, I got, the, I got a backpack and a rope. Yeah, no, I've, yeah. I've, got, nothing, I've got nothing written for a while. So this will okay. all be... This will all be... Yeah, you, you haven't got much. You haven't got much. The, the, the treasure that you got up to the point that you... After you had cleared out those rooms to the north where you think you killed... Sle- slew? Sle- I can't do it. Slade? Uh, is it Slade or Slew, Dan? We've had this discussion slew. before. Kill, killed. Anyway, killed the faceless one. Everything up to that point, you have handed out. Yeah, we've allocated everything. The only, the only things that you've, uh, the only loot that you've discovered subsequently is the have is the the, the backpack, and you think a very nicely made, probably possibly magical coil of rope that Burple found amongst the effects of. Uh, Kerr. Yeah, and just for the record, I contest those are mine. The, the other thing is that that backpack has got Grimbold's body in it. Well, I contest that Grimbold de- yeah, bequeathed all of his stuff to his cousin. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, where's your evidence? Ever. I'm like sure I can produce it. Jandice. Spend years in chancery. I can tell you what Grimbold has got on him. Go on, then. Grimbold has got the following effects. First of all, he's got a plus one short sword, in brackets, loaned to Cuthbert. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that the uh, short sword of the East Wind? Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, I think it's the plus one short sword of the East Wind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has a rod of metamagic. 
three times a day you can use it to extend a spell that that effectively doubles the duration of a spell if you use it yeah he has a silver pipe uh and a little tobacco pouch you think that there are five refills of the pipe in the pouch and you've not seen this pipe before apart from when he desperately withdrew it and used it in his turn in his what turned out to be futile struggle with the roper He's got a plus one dagger. He's got 120 gold pieces in cash. And then he's got a load of adventuring gear. Um, I'm looking at his list of adventuring gear. Backpack, crossbow bolts, crowbar. Yeah. I've got a backpack. Uh, Hammer. And then the next one, land vehicles. (laughs) I suspect. (laughs) I suspect is is an error. (laughs) Python rations. Rope, tinderbox, torch, water skin. That's what he's got. So he's got all that crap. Land so vehicle. I'm not sure that you're interested. But the land vehicles, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, it would certainly speed up the journey into town. Could be a wheelbarrow. It's a land harvester. Yeah. Anyway, or a pretend barrow, as because this is a fantasy role-playing game. Um, what do you want to do? Roll for choice. Okay. I'm going to step away for two minutes while yeah, you argue. While we argue. Okay. So I found, no. I found them. Yeah. So when Johnny went into the pool and found mm-hmm. the sword, he yeah, kept he managed the sword to do that himself. without us knowing. Well, so did you? I seem to remember. Yes. For the <laughs> non-magical ring. <laughs> it doesn't matter that it was non-magical. You well, kept it for yourself. Oh, I, I didn't even remember I'd kept it for myself. You guys told me I had it. Yes, that was very funny. So However, um, we know that you picked them up because we can see it. Yes, but I found them. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yes, it does. I found no, it. Doesn't. Therefore, they are mine. Mm-hmm. If I don't, you know, if you're if you're contesting, you know, the the precedent has been set. No, it you, hasn't. you know, what you and Johnny both have sort Good of try. thought. Well, I found it, but therefore, therefore, it's mine. So I never agreed with Johnny. <laughs> Sorry, never agreed with that principle. Well, you 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 acted on it. I will. I will. There's no evidence di- that I did. Sorry? I offered it. I'm going to offer a deal here. Mm. Yeah, what's that, the deal? Dan, get... you're never going to win a semantic argument with Graham. It's just, it's just <laughs> it's not even worth bothering. <laughs> My offer is that I get to keep the plus one short sword, and I step away from anything else. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, that's, that may or may not happen. I think there are <laughs> how many of us are there? Well, I don't, you know, I don't mind uh, uh, giving up the short sword. I've got back pack and the rope. Do? I think that'll do. No idea. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be taking. Pipe. No, I think it heals. I think it's got five doses of some sort of healing. Mm-hmm. So, Rolf's are we choice. in agreement that I, if I if I take the uh, plus one short sword, <laughs> no. the East Wind? No, <laughs> no. Considering the the, the ma- large amounts of damage I can do with it now, <laughs> are we going to come to blow ground? Blaze ground? No. Is that no. what's going to happen? No. I'll just turn off the healing tap. <laughs> I have a healing tap of my own. Uh, okay. I'll just use my own. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? Waiting for Mike. No, he's not going to get involved in this conversation. Oh, I see. So we have to to deal with the magic. I mean, it's the magic divvy. He's not going to get involved. Yeah. Okay. So just so we're clear, then mm-hmm. all magic that is found, even if you find it by yourself, or if you you know there's a room with a magic thing in it, and you're the person that went to get it, mm-hmm. is always rolled for. What I would. What I is that correct? Is that is everyone that... happy with that? Yeah. Where are we up to? Don't. Don't. Go away again. No, no, I can't go away. I've got to be here to, to check on the well the Discord feed and all the other just Graham, just uh, Graham I want to hear it from you. Yeah. That you agree with that because it'll go on the record 
I, there's been no magic that I've had taken that everyone else hasn't rolled for. But so, but you didn't know it wasn't magic. You thought well, it was irrelevant. magic. <laughs> it's not irrelevant. So. It's not irrelevant. Okay. We're, so no, I'm no, I agree. To... I think we should all follow the same rules. Whether it's magic or not, <laughs> all spoils. Yeah. Every time you qualify it, you make it worse. It's like we should, so what no, does no, that we mean? Should all Immediately roll for magic. I'm thinking, go, as long as we, we all follow all the same roll. rules, I'm like, oh, oh, what does he mean by that? What, is he trying to trick me? <laughs> <laughs> All spoils are always rolled for. Rolled for. And I think there should be... We, I quite liked the magic item cap, that you count magic items and you basically put them back or, or otherwise. You have a except for Except for um, gold, cash, which is distributed equally. Yes. Oh, everyone in favour. Johnny's very Aye. quiet. He's not... Johnny's went, Johnny left the call about Did he? half an hour ago. Because he yeah. didn't want to hear us picking over okay. Grimbel's body. Lucas? Hmm. Um... I have to say, I, I've lost the plot, so do whatever you want, really. All spoils are always rolled for, except for cash, which is distributed equally. Right, well, yeah, but that's what we've always played, isn't it? No, that, no. It changes every time we start a new dungeon. The rules kind of somehow get no, but forgotten. they always come back to this one. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. always come back to this one. Yeah, okay. All okay. Right, let's roll. But we're allowed, we're, we're allowed to barter. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put them back in, but I should get a plus two on my roll. If everybody agrees. On a yes. D20. <laughs> better specify that. We roll a percentage. All right, so... A percentile <laughs> dice. Two. Yeah, a 10%. I get an extra 10%. On Dan, I'll agree to that if you agree to me just retaining the plus one short sword. And the fact that because I inherited all of Grimbold's stuff, I should get plus 50%. <laughs> I'll agree to that. You didn't inherit it, no. I I'll didn't. He's my cousin. If I can keep the short sword. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll agree to that if I can keep the backpack and the rope. <laughs> Straight rolls. So, so what are you doing? <laughs> Graham, I, 10% is my final offer. <laughs> Straight rolls. <laughs> you know, I always roll badly. Okay, so, so we do have I. The... I've got shit. Uh, You've got shit. Well, do that now before we <laughs> get into another argument. <laughs> All right, go on then. You go first. Percentile. What are we rolling? Percentile. Percentile. Come on, Graham. You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Oh, for 96. <laughs> <laughs> it's like daylight robbery. Just <laughs> <laughs> have the shirt off my back in a second. Who was that? Who Luke, rolled 17? Who was that rolled? Luke. Gun down. Lucas, 17. Um, okay. okay. Well, no, you go. Alright, I'll go. 29. <laughs> You're in second place at the moment. And I get a... Uh, 21. Fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Brilliant. So, okay, so is it Graham, just the four want? of us? Yeah, great. <clears throat> yeah, now you made me choose. Hang on. <laughs> Can you use the meta magic rod? Well, that's actually that was the question I was asking, thinking to myself. I don't know. Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Mm. Do you want the answer? Okay, let me have a look. I'm thinking it might be arcane only, but I'm more than happy for it not to be. I think it might be two. I don't see anything in what I'm looking at which says that you can't. You can use a metamagic rod. And it's extend, is it? It's extend. It has three charges per day. So it makes it last longer. Yeah, it doubles the duration of a spell. Uh, I will take the metamagic rod then. Cool. Excellent. What spells have you got, Graham? I will... Next it's, yes, Cuthbert. Oh, God, I'm so tempted to take something else and just... No, I will retain the short sword. Okay, we move on to... Um, this rope. Purple. This rope, what does it do? It's a rope of climbing, 60 feet. So what do you do? You just attune to it, 
and you go, uh, and it uh, it's a go. Do you know if you have to attune to it? Give me a second. Uh, I can tell you. I'll give you the. I've got it all in my. Um, <laughs> I've got it all in my magic thing. During which Diamond Lake burns to the ground. And we're walking. Yeah, no, this is fine. You're, we're this is this half the fun. Uh, okay. No, we're walking along the path discussing this. On the way we're walking in the Yeah, uh, you're gently, you're just sort of just tootling into town, arguing about how to distribute the magic. And in the as you approach town you can hear and screams and shouts. Brilliant. Uh the rope of climbing is a it's a sixty foot length of silk rope. Uh, it weighs three pounds, can hold up to three thousand pounds. If you hold one end of the rope and you use an action to speak the command word, the rope animates. As a bonus action, you can command the other end to move towards the destination you choose. It moves ten feet on your turn when you first command it, and ten feet on each of your turns until reaching its destination, up to its maximum length away, or until you tell it to stop. Yep, nice. You can also tell the rope to fasten itself securely to an object, or to unfasten itself, to knot or unknot itself, yep. or to coil itself for carrying. I'll take the rope. I don't think it is... It's awesome. doesn't require attunement. Nice. So far as I can see. It's amazing to be okay with that. Yep. I'll take that. All right. Uh, if, you tell the rope, if you tell the rope to knot, large knots appear at one-foot intervals along the rope while knotted the rope shortens to a 50-foot length and gain grants advantage on checks made to climb it. I mean, basically, it's a great piece of kit. So what does this silver pipe thing do? It's called the pipe of sustaining smoke. Smoking this pipe when loaded with normal tobacco leaf heals 1d8 hit points. The pipe can only heal one creature once per day. That's it. So you don't need to have one magic. One five doses. You've got five doses of... It's not doses. It's just it, it, alongside the pipe, Grimbold found a pouch with tobacco in it. There oh. are five fills of the pipe left, but it's just normal tobacco. Then there's plus one dagger. That's right. And there's the backpack, which is, bag, which is just a backpack. Yeah. It's a bag of holding, isn't the it? Backpack is, the backpack is definitely magical. Oh, is yep. it? Yeah, it's Heward's handy haversack. Heward's handy handy haversack. It's a backpack that has a central pouch and two side pouches, each of which is in an extra dimensional space. Each side pouch can hold up to twenty pounds of material, not exceeding a volume of two cubic feet. Yeah, the large central pouch can hold up to eight cubic feet or eighty pounds of material. Currently, it's holding Grimbold. The backpack always weighs five pounds, regardless of its contents. And then there's a bunch of rules about putting stuff in it. Putting stuff out of it, um, you know. So it's so it's a bag of holding. Into the, yes, when you reach into the haversack for a specific item, the item is always magically on top. I'm not sure what the rule consequence of that would be, but I think I would say that that was a free interaction with an object to retrieve, mm. rather than using an action to retrieve. So Luke's choice is that, you're going to have that. I'll have that. Okay, okay. Graham, you've got the silver pipe, the plus one dagger. Um, I'll take the silver pipe. Okay. And then we've got the plus one dagger goes to... I'll take the plus one dagger. Are we done? And we're done. What does the silver pipe do? It's uh, 1d8 hit points once per day. Once once per day, you can oh, heal okay. 1d8 hit mm. points, as long as you have some regular tobacco to put in it to smoke. It's an action to light and smoke the tobacco. This is 1d8 hit of hit points. And then we'll, yeah, we'll it's distribute... It's a useful little clutch, little item for the occasional thing. Maybe not great for a cleric, but hey. And then we've got 30 GP each. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that that conversation has taken you as far as Hesty's house. Okay. Yes. Did, yep. By the way, did Which we escape with the orrery? Yes. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I have it. Yes. Ah. That's about just over a foot across, maybe two feet across. And overall, including all the mechanisms and stuff, it's about mm, eight to nine inches 
high in the sense that it's got little stands with little planets on it that all spin around each other in a kind of clockwork mechanism. It's broken, though, remember? You found some bits that look like they might be to, to do with it, which I think you collected with it. Um, but that's it. As you uh, near Hestie's house, you're walking down the old company road, which is the road that leads up to the Whispering Cairn, where we started all of this uh, shenanigans. You get a better look at the Neff Mansion, Neff Manor. Uh, there's another hole in the wall uh, directly in line between the Dowstone Mine and the centre of town. It looks like whatever it is that's knocked the wall down has just run through yeah. the Neff Manor. Uh, and there is some damage to the buildings. And you can clearly see, as you walk past the end of the little lane that runs down to Neff Manor, you can see Leynod Neff leaning out of an upper window, clearly in a state of distress, uh, terrified distress, shouting at his kind of his little underlings. He's, you've always got the sense, you've never met him. You only hear about him sort of secondhand, but you've always had the sense that he's a bit of a craven little character. Leonard Neff. You take a quick uh, jink to the right, a spur to the right, and then you take a left and cut across the gardens and the and the kind of open ground at the back of Hestie's house. Hestie's house is as wonderful as always, even though the weather is ill-omen weather, uh, blowing in from the lands that wait, drizzly, warm, thundery. Maybe the weather has got a touch of the sort of first taste of spring in it, mid-February, mid-fumbulary. Nearly. But Nearly. But his little garden, it's spring already, as always. Uh, but aside from a sort of weird little bit of singing that you can hear from inside that it, uh, shuts up the moment that you kind of cross the picket fence and into the garden, it looks like the house is empty and the front door is open. Did we meet anybody on the way? No. If you do, they're kind of miners either rushing into town or out of town in a state of some distress. But then they, don't, they can't tell you anything about what's going on. They just know that something awful is going on. Okay, in which case, let's keep going. Are we going to bury Grimbold, by the way? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Can we find an appropriate place to do it? When we up there? Yeah, we could have buried him <laughs> in the cemetery. Should have buried him in the cemetery well, while we were there. <laughs> I mean, is there is there anywhere like? Well, you a, didn't you didn't you didn't do that. So it's, no. he's in the haversack. Still. He's in the haversack. Is well, there Lucas like is anywhere that hold, small holding that has like um you know where they keep pick, pigs you, or something this, like that? Li- you're literally going to do this now before you find out what's going no, on. That's fine. No, that's fine. We've got to be in the so Let's let's keep him. We'll bury him as soon as we get the First chance. First thing to we're going to do is we're going to knock on Hestie's open door and see who's there. You know, do the hello. Can, okay, we, can, can just I just say, please, we are we still need hit points. This is true. Yep, you do. Graham, what healing have you got? Moi. So I've now, I was all out of spells. I've got two spells now. I've got two third level spells having gone up a level. Well, I have uh, first level spells. I have three. Third level spells, I have two. Anyone else got any healing? Yeah, I've so I can do cure well. wounds. How wounded are people? Uh, Half. I'm on how many remaining? I'm on eleven. I've got twenty-three remaining. I do. You know, I've got two third-level spells, so they could be cures. They could be three D eight plus three cures. Yeah. Or they could be invisibility on two people. So that's what I was trying to figure out. How wound? So how many of you, Parker? How many hit points does Parker have left? I've only got seven left. Seven left. Yeah, we're not really in a fit state. How many left does Cuthbert have? Cuthbert's got twenty-three left. Okay. Out of. And how many does Burple have? 11 out of 33. So We're on under half as a part. What have you got? What, you, what does a third level look like, Graham? Cure? Yeah. I suppose it looks like uh, 3d8 plus... Um, so you haven't got any sort of range ones, mass ones? 
uh, no. No, I have the range one, healing word, but that's okay. lower power. I don't have mass ones. Okay. Well, I've got... I, I, have, I wonder why I don't have mass ones. Probably because well, I might not... Yeah, healing, what's it called, that one? Isn't it something that comes along with... I think if you take the life... Yeah, it probably does. ...domain, that gives you a use of your channel divinity, which extends your healing spells out to multiple people. Yeah, you can I do mass healing it. word at third level, but it's still only a D4. It's rubbish. It, yeah. My healing is all touch. Okay. So you've got two, potentially, and I've got two, potentially. Third levels. I've got three first levels as well. Yeah, okay. Um, and what about... Uh, I presume the pipe is once wounds. a day in total, not once a day per person. I'm minded to allow it to be once per day per person. I think one person, each person, can only benefit from the pipe once, once per, per day. day. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't got a problem with that. So as long as we can buy some more tobacco, that's... Oh, deep... It's not in the middle of the great tobacco crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Cuthbert doesn't smoke. Wow. Mm. <laughs> oh. He could vape. That's the problem. If you don't smoke, you, you don't get the good stuff. <laughs> so, Paul, have you, got, you haven't got any healing. Have you got any no. healing? Well, I... Lucas, Lucas you must have, have any healing. healing. So I will do... No, I've cure got one wound. cure wounds. I've got one cure wounds for 1d8 plus 2. Yeah. Right. Yes. Are you sure you don't get your hit points back after livering up? Well, that was no. the ruling that Mike just made. So yes. I, yes. I, I, sure. I thought you did. We could we could take a short rest. Why don't we just take a short rest? That's an hour. We've got an hour. <laughs> I think first of all we standing, need to have to see what's happening in Hesty's house. You're only about five hundred feet away from the action now. Uh, give me. Uh, Let's just presume that you've you've got to Hesty's house. Yeah. You've had a quick look around. There's nobody there. The front door is open. Yep. yep. Uh, you're thinking, what are we going to do next? So when he's we call him, he's run off into town. He's say, run off Hestie, into town. Hesty, you know, whatever. There's nothing. But there's you nothing, said there nothing. was some whisper, some some whispering or no, some, there was some singing going on yeah. that you could dimly hear from coming inside the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as you kind of cross the picket fence into the garden, it stops abruptly. <laughs> Um, you can uh, you could be having a conversation about your state of health and how you might heal. And at the same time, other members of the group could be having a look into town to see if they could see a bit more about what's going on. Give me some perception checks. Oh, what's that? An 18 for 20 perception. Lovely. Purple gets a 19. Very nice. Cuthbert okay. gets 11. I've heard enough. Um, what you can see, 15. looking down the slope into the centre of town is that where the centre of the action seems to be is just a little bit to the southwest of the main square in Balabar Smenk's house. Mm -hmm. Something is going on there. There's uh, The house is on fire, for starters. People are fleeing the property. And you see as you're looking down, uh, there are a couple of figures. One of them is a small little raggedy figure that seems to be keeping at a bit of a distance and pinging shots from a longbow into something that you can't see. Yep. Uh, the other figure is taller, and you think it might be Hesty. And as you're watching down, Hesty levels something at an area behind the smank house that you can't see and zaps it with some kind of, I don't know, is it a lightning bolt, some kind of, kind of energy spell? Uh, that's what you can see as you're looking down. Well, I think we'd better get down there then. Are you healing up? You I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Graham, I suggest you do one on Lucas, and I'll do one on myself. 
We're in a weird okay. uh, rules zone here, right? Yeah. Because can we have a smoke of the pipe as well? It's. I don't think that's appropriate at the moment, Lucas. So the uh, <laughs> the thing is, Mike, that, that I don't think that init- that, that leveling up normally works like that. It's normally like what you well, normally you have to spend time reflecting uh, on your adventures and what you've learned. Yeah, fuck it. Practicing what I want. Yeah. So, so you basically, because we've changed the rule, which I like, you should it should be a sort of gra- represent a gradual um, progression. Yeah. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. that you have this sort of weird kind of rules thing where we don't. Uh, it's a kind of house rule, right? That that we do it like this, and therefore we had to introduce. I think historically, what we did was we would say you get all your hit points back. It's like you know you're you're reset as you go up a level, regardless of you know the realism of that. Eh? That's the way no, we no, used no. to play it. That's the way we used to play it. That that basically. Okay, well, so the so, way that we play it, the way that we should play it, is that you take a long rest yes, and you level up. Yes. The way that we've played it in this instance, because there was a pressing uh, requirement, or there was a the, the clock was running is that I thought it would be unwise to place you in a situation where you had to decide whether or not to go up a level or whether or not to intervene in what was going on in the town because I know what you would have done. In this instance, therefore, Urt has granted you the powers of the (laughs) next level. Uh, You don't get to reset your hit points or heal up or anything like that. You just get what you get for going up a level. Uh, Right. So I'm going to do a... Cure wounds on myself, third level. Yep, cool. Uh, the weird little rules pocket we're in, by the way, is that it takes you 15. something. It's taking you fifteen minutes to get into town. Yep, mm-hmm. fifteen minutes is hundred and fifty combat rounds, and hundred and fifty combat rounds is basically the entire Vietnam War uh, <laughs> in terms of activity. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's a stray, It's an odd artifact of the rules that the, the, the combat rounds and the the exploration phase or the or whatever phase and the combat phase they don't they don't interact very well with each other. But there we go. No. Uh, it's something that is probably a, it's just a problem for the time being. You pass the pipe around. Yeah, uh, you cast some spells to heal yourselves. You take that takes you let's say two or three rounds. We're talking about. The blink, well, not the blink of an eye, but 18, 18 seconds, something like that. And then you jog down towards the Smenk House. When you get there, you find that the battle is over. There is a creature. It looks like it has basically barreled its way through the town. It's a giant, oily, surfaced... I don't know how to describe this thing. Uh, well... Elemental. Why don't, we, why don't we look at it in a different way? You, you, you run up towards the Smenk House, and there is a, there is a creature that's basically seems to have as it were kind of impacted itself into the ground and crashed like a sort of crashed airliner into the side <laughs> into the side of the smink house yeah uh standing around it are some of the members of the garrison keeping people back and standing a little bit closer to you uh one uh, are a couple of figures one of them is a little uh one of them is is hesty he's eating uh what looks like a clementine uh, and sort of uh, um, looks a mildly sort of discombobulated, but otherwise fine. And next to him is another figure. Uh, Johnny, why don't you describe the figure that's standing next to Hesty? He, he's well-built, stocky, almost like a dwarf. Yeah, um, but he's not a dwarf. But he's not a dwarf. He's what a, is he? He's a, he's a hobbit. He's about 60 years old. and he, There are copyright issues with that, but he's a half He looks like a... Uh, oh. Halfling. He looks, he's a barbarian basically, so he looks wild 
He's got uh, <laughs> and he's a sixty-year-old rapier in each hand. barbarian. Yeah, and uh, he's munching a, a sandwich that that um, <laughs> Hesty's just offered him. Yeah, Hesty's famous for his sandwiches. Yep. Um, and he looks quite tired. He looks like he's just just come out of a rage after firing right. this thing. And you've been firing firing your bow at it. Yeah, firing my bow, and then I guess I did some hand-to-hand. Hesty is. Uh, very excited to see you all Hello. as you walk towards him. Yes. Oh! <laughs> well, is he still wearing his dressing gown? Uh, he is. He's wearing the dressing gown. Yeah. yeah. Well, he looks like he's been kind of disturbed. Um, I mean, not in the dressing gown, right? Uh, I mean, that's all, <laughs> that's all fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bug on food, he says, as you kind of get closer to him. Uh, what on earth was that thing? Some sort of aberration. I would imagine. <laughs> Maybe a little bit like you, Cuthbert. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, some sort of aspect, some sort of projection of the, I don't know, whatever. Where, tell, where have you, where is Grimbold? Yeah, where is Grimbold? Uh, the um, Halfling says, Grimbold. Hey, Sessions. Cousin, cousin Grimbold sessions. sadly passed. Dan. I'm sorry. You're, hold, he, you're holding the, the he haversack. You're just going to throw it on the ground. Uh, yeah, Parker killed him and took I, his body. Uh, we we, I, we had to bring him back to bury him. <laughs> it's now we very sad. <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Bugruff. Well, I, 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 uh, Unc. Are there any possessions I can pass on to uh, the next of kin? <laughs> oh, this is a tragedy. He lived his life as a pauper. What happened to him? I'm sure he must have had some magical items that I can <laughs> pass on to his Bugruff. next of kin. Bugraft, please, still yourself. Yes? yes. <laughs> Have some respect. Oh, sorry. Tell me what happened to him. He was he, killed by a roper. He was killed by a roper. Oh, dear, that defending is this magnificent orrery. 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 Thing. That was his possession. Is somebody holding it up? Yes. Oh. Well, I think Lucas. Pro- he died Lucas for that. probably now has it because it's in the backpack. Yes. It smells a bit now because it's been in there with. <laughs> that, that was his most Bobby. treasured possession. So what are you doing? Are you pulling Grimbold's body out of this haversack? Ever so carefully. Ah, dear. And this orrery, he died for that, that funny little trinket. He was a funny little man. He was a funny little man. You're right, Sessions. You're absolutely right. Anyway, he's my I cousin. To... He, 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 he's he, your nephew. Uh, he's my cousin. Nephew, beg your pardon. <laughs> my cousin, your nephew. My nephew, hey, of a... course. I'm his uncle. My nephew. This is yes. that's, that's sad. What is this? Who do you think you are? Let's move on. But, but, uh, but I'll take the orrery. Yes, if that's what his possession was. He, he left his know. possessions to his friends. Any uncle. other possessions? You know, gold no. pieces? Or... He, he <laughs> hadn't I've... spoken to you in years. He left it to his close friends. If he'd had anything, mm-hmm. he would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that any of you... Really understand Grimbold's final wishes. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect they would be less charitable. Uh, right. Segment. He offers a bit of uh, Clementine to you, uh, Burple. Oh, thank you very much. Segment. Where are these? Uh, where, where are these from? Uh, I grow them in my. I like them. Nice. Uh, tangy. Tangy. Now, uh, Mr. Uh, Bugraft here. Uh, well, first Bugraft. of all, we must. W- we must think about how to solemnly memorialise young Grimbold yes. in a uh, Cere- not ridiculous can uh, we ceremony. Bury him. Everybody takes seriously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there a and priest? And there's a real, genuine, sombre role play. 
role-playing moment. Someone who can do raised in our dead. Otherwise, ridiculous adventure. Can anybody do raised dead? Oh, I don't think that's uh, that's rather beyond us. Um, Not yet. Craft. I don't think he's got a head, if I remember rightly. His face was. His face does seem to have been. I think, <laughs> I think the roper. Anyway, oh, yes. so this orrery. Uh, tell me about it. It's um. It's, it's an, an orrery. orrery. It's got planets on it. Uh, 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 it doesn't seem to be in full working order. No. There's some bits as well here. Okay, well maybe I can fix it. I shall tinker with your spheres, if I get the chance later. Oh, so, um, so should we tell him I what actually? To it. Let's tell him. Now tell me. Tell me about what you found. In the mine. So um, let's tell him what we found. Okay, in the so mine. there's the th- the th- the, tr- the three gods. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, the Ebon Triad. Yeah, and they yeah. basically have representatives on this earth, and yes, we yes. basically encountered them in a, tell in me a sort of underground uh, area. Oh. Yes, in the middle of which was a pool with a sort yes. of. Black brown mold, according to metallic, the mold. black metallic pool, not not like this, not he, he unlike points at this, this thing. Yeah, yeah, he points at the creature, it's like the aberration. Yes, uh, when he does so, and you're looking at it, there's a sort of, and it sort of shivers. This thing, it's clearly been destroyed or defeated, uh, but it sort of goes, and suddenly there are. It's surrounded by little aspects of the grey woodsman that then suddenly vanish. Uh, it's got three arms and three legs. Uh, it's huge, and it's nose first into the ground in the side of Smeg's house. So well, where did this appear? The, well, it, it just ran into town about. Uh, uh, let me have a look now. Let me just give me a second here. Yes, about twenty, 20 minutes, ago, yeah. minutes ago. Yes. Hmm. How did it get uh, out of the mine? So what? What we think. Happened. Well, I mean, it, it. I don't know how it got out of the mine, Bugraft. How do you know about the mine, Bugraft? You were acting almost as if you were Grimbold, the dead character. Um, I don't know how it got out of the Insights. mine, uh, but it, it was clearly capable of uh, leaping and jumping and climbing at a prodigious rate. Um, so we need to explain to Hesty what we saw down the mine. Right? Going to give Hesty the um, scrolls. And the notes. Yes, can you read the... Yeah. Oh, read very interesting, very interesting. Yes, absolutely fascinating. Just, well, just basically about brief him. Ebon Triad. Yes, the Ebon Triad. We think that, that basically the, the god has been kind of activated, but in a weakened state because it was activated before it should have been. The pool that you described. Yes, yes. So the, the, the triad, the, the cult underneath the Dowerstone mine... Uh, in something down there, perhaps as part of your uh, your conflict with them, gave rise to this aberration, this being, this aspect of of the of the of the three gods, the three wicked gods. Yes, yes, I understand that. Now, uh, another segment. Uh, yeah, yes, please. I'll have. It's very good, isn't it? Very juicy, yeah. very juicy. They're quite tangy, aren't they? Yeah, delicious. They are tangy. They are. I like get caught tangy. between the get gets caught between the <laughs> teeth, though, doesn't it? There's the little bits of pith. Yes, gets caught between the. Do you ever have bits of piff caught in your teeth? I do, and, and other other things. Well, you do at the weekend is your own business anyway, Bevel. Let's move on. So, um, is there a haberdasher's now, in town? A haberdasher's. Well, Bevel's got sure. some money now. You know, he doesn't possibly doesn't need to be living in the bin. We haven't got time, I'm afraid, Bevel, for haberdashery. Okay. Yes. No. Going up. Um, Bugraft here has brought me some disturbing news. Bugraft, would you like to tell me your new um, your news, please? Yes, let me uh, just read the notes. 
yeah, actually, uh, I think Bugraft is is not the brightest. Uh, you, you suspect. Much like his nephew. Much like his nephew's typecasting. Maxed out on different things. Yeah, whatever. In your own time, like, Bugraft. Uh, <laughs> Marzina, the the uh, the the, the um, sorceress, the battle sorceress at uh, at Blackwall Keep, has sent me uh, sent me to uh, seek out Hesty. She 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 needs uh, uh, help. There are strange undead in the hills. The undead infested with evil green worms that seem to spread necrotic infection. Um, I have uh, encountered such evil things myself. Um, once in the, in the mountains, I, I saw some ghouls feasting on a, a rotten deer carcass, and they, they were infected with this green worm thing. Anyway, we need to uh, to go and help Marzina. Um, These are the same worms that we found in the jar. In uh, um, we we need to uh, yes yes uh, this is this is right, Hester, right. You're right. Hester, you're coming with us, aren't you? Yes yes yes. Uh, Marzana, where, are we going? Uh, where are we going? Marzana is Go an old Black friend of mine. Bug, 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 Bugraft is not very good at explaining himself. Uh, Blackwall Keep, yeah, as you okay. all know, uh, sits at the northern edge of the Mist Marsh, and uh, there have been reports that in the Cairn Hills between us and Blackwall Keep, there have been these these very disturbing reports of strange undead green worms many of the things that you've been finding in your in your adventures so far anyway marzana is an old friend of mine and she has asked bugraft here bugraft you don't mind if i speak for you do you but you aren't very articulate. well she she's also uh, worried about the lizard men i i believe yes well they're always a trouble i mean they do resent the presence of uh, of the keep yes. and even stars troops there yes yes they do yes yes in any case, we must head there as fast as possible. She feels that uh, she's, she is so sufficiently worried about these reports that she wishes that I visit her. Now, it is not an easy journey. It's a, 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 a not too far. It's two days uh, hike. I, I know somewhere we can stop on the way. The Garm Farm? The Garm Farm. Well, the Garm Farm. The Garm Farm. How did you the know? The Garm Farm. Oh, well, I, I, I'm familiar with uh, these places. Uh, uh, Garm's Farm is uh, um, well, abandoned many years ago, but it's a, it would make a convenient rest point, uh, somewhere for us to stay overnight on our journey to Blackwall Keep. Are you uh, coming now, to? Yes, of, well, no, no, no. I am. That This is rather the point, uh, Parker. <laughs> yeah, he's going. Uh, we're escorting him. Exactly. I must travel to Blackwall Keep, Parker, and you must accompany me because it is not a journey without peril. Uh, Bugraft here uh, is a master yeah. of the of the yes, yes, territories yes. between uh, here we, and we there. We need to set off and soon, we'll, uh, otherwise we'll, we will not get there before nightfall. So uh, please, please hurry up, your, your, eat your orange and get a move on. Bugraft is correct. We must organise ourselves now. Uh, uh, I, c I can organise... Uh, now, now, now. And he sort of snaps his fingers. The, the, the garrison people, the kind of the soldiers... Uh, one of them wanders over. There is there are some lieutenants. Uh, Tolliver Trask is the is the master of the garrison. Yeah, so he is the so the Blackwall Keep is a, a fortress on the northern edge of the Mist Marsh, which is a couple of days ride over the hills from you, um, and it's it's um, garrisoned by troops from Evenstar, just like the uh, just like the garrison is here. The master of the garrison here is Tolliver Trask, who you've never encountered. Three of his lieutenants are kind of keeping people back. There are some casualties amongst the uh, garrison, the kind of the soldiers and some civilians, um, and they're keeping people back from this sort of combat scene. Trovost is the uh, is the lieutenant who comes up. Uh, Hesty kind of beckons him over. Trovost, uh, 
I need uh, 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 mules and supplies for a two-day trek to Blackwall Keep. Can you organize those, please? Trovost runs off, and uh, with Hestie's, uh, Hestie's bidding, all of the requisite items are, are, are kind of summoned for your journey. Plus, uh, it has to be said, a rather potentially uh, kind of non-proportionally enormous traveling trunk for Hesty, mm. which we need to guess, get some probably includes clothes. Uh, tobacco, pipeweed. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 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 quickly, come back. Uh, we need uh, tobacco as well while you're there. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and you can anyway, you can assemble all of the stuff that you need uh, and Bugraft, you're, you're absolutely adamant that you need to get moving yes, as yes. soon as possible. Get a move on, get a move on. Okay, it's sort of late morning. How long does it take them to summon all this stuff, to gather all this it stuff? Probably takes you, it probably takes about half an hour to get everything together. Is there something you want to do? Yeah, in rest. So I mean to get a short rest, rest in. Some kind of rest. Uh, well, you'll have to persuade Hesty that you need to wait for another half. Well, or Bugraft, in fact. Bugraft is the person you need to persuade. If we're walking. No, no let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're <laughs> resting. You can rest while you're walking, can't you? Do a short rest? No. It's not. We'll sit on a... If you get us a cart to ride in, then maybe. But otherwise, we need a rest. Okay. I, I, I'm worried about uh, being What are you worried about, Unk? Uh, oh, Sessions, yes. I d- didn't hate... Haven't you grown? I have. Hmm? Not very much. It's, uh, <laughs> no. You're a hobbit. Yeah. Oh, you're not, you're not going to do that. I can remember when you were this high. <laughs> yes, I, I was going to say that next. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm worried that uh, if we, of the creatures out in the, in the night, if we don't get to this uh, farm. Well, let's go then. But aren't you a tough barbarian, Uncle? Yes, yes, I am. So we should be safe. I mean, he looks a bit old. Yeah, old and crumbly, but I'm sure he's good. Experienced. Yeah. Wiry. Uh, not wiry. I'm smelly. We're taking a short rest at the very least. So we're delaying by at least half an hour. What do we think about a long rest? Well, presumably we can long rest when we get to this first yes. post. Yeah. That's safe, right, where we're going to. So you need to rest before we leave? Yes. I think you've got time for a uh, bug raft. We, we need know. to go. We need to go. A short rest will be have fine, got, have, but not a long rest. Okay. A short rest in rule terms or a short rest in a sort of fantasy discussion terms? Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have time uh, for a, a short uh, uh, rest. Well, we organise supplies for our journey, mm-hmm. but we must we must move who are to make... Gar- the, is it Garm Farm, uh, bug raft? Yes, Garm Farm. That's right. That's right. Garm Farm, yes. Um, if we're to make it by uh if we're to make it for nightfall uh we must we must leave soon so you you, you yes of course you must recuperate but uh, uh we must move within the hour let's let's give ourselves an hour to organize ourselves and then we can move so we'll take a short rest are we allowed to take a hit dice heal during a short rest yeah as yes, many hit dice as, like. as you wish they don't top back up again until you take a long rest but you can take as many of your hit dice so you can roll 5d sorry you can roll 3d8 and 2d10 that's right Brilliant. Well, that's given me my second wind. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That to happen. And action surge. Back. Ooh. Action surge, Paul. Isn't that the the French equivalent of uh, G.I. Joe? No. (laughs) Bale of straw. Another great failed attempt at that joke. It's a great rubbish joke. So I'm going to show you the map now of the area that you're in. This is the area known as the Hinterlands or the Protectorate. Uh, it's about 
the map we're looking at is about 80, maybe a little bit more than 80 miles across in both directions, more east to west. And you can see in the center, you can see Diamond Lake with the town of Diamond Lake uh, nestling against its shore. Running and ranging uh, to your uh, northeast of the Cairn Hills, in which is set the Whispering Cairn and the Twilight Monastery and the town of Elmshire, which is nestling at the foot in the foothills of uh, what are called the Newell Mountains, which are a great range of mountains that run from the south to the north and effectively divide your world up. Yes, you don't know very much about the lands beyond the Newell Mountains. They're called the, th you know that they're called the Thirty Nine Steps, <laughs> um, which is a reference to when uh, this giant kind of tundra area was broken up into myriad little. Uh, fiefdoms and kingdoms and uh, tribal holdings. We've got to roll a dice here. We had a poll about who rules the 39 steps on Twitter. Yep. And it was even Stevens. So I'm going to roll a dice and I will tell you as a result of that dice roll who rules the 39 steps east of the Noble Mountains. Oh, six. It is six. That means that it is the Frog Wizards of Bonts. And I can tell you that uh, as a result as a result of the end of the kind of anarchic situation uh, east of the Newell Mountains in the 39 Steps, uh, the Frog Wizards of Bonts who practice amphibimancy, which is like kind of the chaos, <laughs> chaos, chaos magic of, uh, of, amphib <laughs> of amphibians, um, that's what's driven many kind of raiding parties over the Newell Mountains into the Cairn Hills, uh, bugbears, uh, orcs, gnolls, Hamsters. Um, so they're amphibimancers. They're amphibimancers. Yeah. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. So in between Diamond Lake and Evenstar, there is a sort of corridor of civilization. Uh, Snoot Hortling, Lug, Hoobie's Point, Wafflebugger, Murder on the Marsh are the little towns that dot the course of the river that runs between Diamond Lake and Evenstar. And that river tips over the edge of the barrier cliffs and down into the lands that wait. Your journey is taking you uh, east uh, around the end of Diamond Lake and then south over the hills and across the northern, skirting the northern edge of the Mist Marsh to Blackpool Keep. Right. Yep. Okie doke. Okay. Once you've had your short rest, you've got yourselves organised and uh, Trovos has um, assembled the requisite travelling gear, you set off. Snowmelt and rain have made the road heavy going, but as you climb away from town and you get onto higher, stonier ground, the track dries out somewhat. At first, you follow the old company road towards the Whispering Cairn, but just past the old land homestead, you take the road that follows the lakeshore, and after a few hours, you have rounded the eastern end of the lake and climbed steeply south into the hills following the course of a fast-flowing stream. Pine forest closes around you. The looming trees and the low cloud bring an early twilight, and Hesty utters a quick incantation, and a were-light gutters into life on the tip of his, uh, his penis. No, his staff. The tip of his staff. It is not long before your lights are the only illumination, and the forest is a dark mystery on all sides. The drizzle is cold and relentless. Sometimes, over the rushing of the water beside you, you think you hear the sound of movement, the breaking of branches and the occasional low, guttural cry out in the blackness. And then, all of a sudden, the road crests a low rise and you climb free of the trees. You can see a warm, flickering light ahead. The Garm Farm must be just ahead. And some other travellers must have lit torches, maybe a bonfire. The sight warms you and you feel your pace pick up on the anticipation of shelter. 
until you realise that is no bonfire, that is the farm itself set ablaze, and you can see figures silhouetted by the flames, and the night breeze carries the howls of creature, a sound that Bugraft knows all too well. Bugbears. We'll pick it up next time. Oh, just getting into that. Yeah. Sorry, quick question. Did we bury Grimbold before we left? No, so he's no, he's still in the haversack. No, no, I mean, no, really? no, still in the haversack. You can have a funeral for him later. I mean, or we could just dump him somewhere. No, we can open up next week with somebody with a realization that Grimbold was still in the backpack. Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. Encounter at Blackwall Keep and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. Encounter at Blackwall Keep was written by Sean K. Reynolds. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Thank you.